Welcome to A Healthier You, Little by Little. This podcast gives you insights and features various aspects of health, from sleep and stress to immunity, exercise, home workouts, energy, and performance. Here is your host of A Healthier You, Little by Little, Cindy Little. Well, today our topic is Becoming Unshakable, the ultimate roadmap to stepping into your personal power. And today I have Margaret Dennis, and she is the CEO and founder of Evolve Coaching, a woman's life empowerment and grief coach. She's a TEDx speaker, educator, writer, certified Dare to Declare vision board facilitator, and co-founder of Unshakable Me Summer Camps for teenage girls and Unshakable U.S. workshops and retreats for mothers and daughters. She's passionate about empowering women to feel so worthy that they can't help to live a life of joy and passion. I'm so excited to have you here, Margaret. Come on on. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. I'm very, uh, very happy to be here today. Thanks for the invitation. Well, Margaret, you and I met uh, initially online, and then we met offline in person at a couple of different events. You were at the women's event, and you were at a... Actually, no, I think the first time I met you wasn't online. It was actually at an event at the Cart Fair. Where... Yes, it was at the Connections event, the Connections yeah. event in the middle of October for the fundraiser for Journey House. Yeah, so we, we mm-hmm. met at a fundraiser, and you had a booth, and you had Grief Coach on on your banner and summer camps for girls. And I only saw the summer camp for girls. And I thought, well, my little girl is not a little girl anymore. She's an (laughs) adult. So that didn't apply to me. But then another guy says, hey, did you do the grief test over at that booth? I said, no, what grief test? I want to take the grief test. So I went over and talked to you. And we we both found out that we both lost children. Mm -hmm. And it was our connection. And I said, I have to have you on my podcast. And we need to empower people. And we need to share our truth. So welcome on, Margaret. I'm I'm really excited to connect with you. Oh, thanks so much, Cindy. I'm very happy to be here. And yeah, looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> so tell me, what does unshakable mean? And why is it in, so important? And maybe you could just give us a little bit of your, your story to introduce yourself. Sure. Well, unshakable has come out of this year. I think we, um, I co-founded a camp for teenage girls called unshakable me. And when we were coming up with a name, we were talking about, we wanted to empower the girls. We wanted them to learn to look within for validation, to make friends with their emotions, to be able to face whatever comes their way. And so we did a really interesting exercise with the word empowerment and we we split it apart and we pulled it back together and the word we landed on was unshakable and unshakable just had so much meat to it and it it was so much more than just being empowered it meant that you were empowered but you're also able to withstand whatever comes your way you're able you're you know you're going to get shaken things are going to happen in your life but you're going to make it through because you have the tools and the resources that you've cultivated for yourself in order to take those steps forward. So the unshakable comes from what we created with the girls camps. But when I look back, it's also something that I've started to cultivate within my own life and within my own coaching practice as well. Uh, I do a lot of work with women who've been through grief and trauma and helping them to become empowered. Like I'm a women's life empowerment and grief coach. So a big role that I take with my clients is helping them look within themselves to figure out who are they, what's really making 
makes them happy? What do they want to let go of? What's no longer serving them? And how can they step into their own power and be their true authentic selves? And without realizing it, I was helping them create the unshakable tools uh, for themselves that we are now helping the teenage girls do for themselves as well. So the unshakable, it came out this year, but I think it's been building for quite a while. <laughs> right on. And so, well, what, what would you say is the first step to becoming unshakable? First step to becoming unshakable is to, to correctly identify your emotions. So when you're feeling sad and, and you say, oh, you know, Cindy, I'm really feeling sad today. It would be like, well, are you feeling sad? Why don't you dig a little deeper? Is it you're sad because you're disappointed? Are you sad because you're frustrated? Are you sad because you're angry and it's coming out as sadness? One of the things we do with the girls at camp is we have an emotions wheel and it's got hundreds of emotions on it. So when they come to us and they said, well, we feel this, it's like, okay, this is in this sort of quadrant of the wheel. Is there something else that you feel even more? And so it's really accurately identifying those emotions. That would be the first step because so often we run from our emotions, especially if they're uncomfortable, yeah. right? We feel we feel frustrated or angry or sad, especially sadness. We run from sadness. Like it's the worst thing ever, but um, being able to correctly identify what you're feeling is the very first step, because if you ignore your emotions, your emotions will rule you whether we want them to or not. <laughs> That's interesting that you share that because that is a uh, paragraph that you gave me mm. uh, for my book. Uh, about identifying your emotions and and experiencing all of them. Don't suppress them and don't forget about them. Like a, address them and, uh, mm -hmm. and and as much as I don't want to say enjoy them, um, you you almost have to appreciate them. They're coming up for a reason, right? They are. They're very good clues as to what's going on inside of you, right? Like every emotion or every experience that you have from the moment you are conceived until the moment you pass away you are connected to the emotion that's attached to that. Every single thing that you experience has an emotion to it. And those emotions get locked into your body. You hold onto them. And then they, they, they become sort of like your behind the scenes stage managers, I guess, for lack of a better word. But they're the ones who determine what you, you know, the choices you make, how you react to things, um, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you angry, um, who you marry, who you date, what jobs do you want to have? Like you start when you've got all these emotions inside of you, it's important to understand a, where they came from and B why they're there. So maybe as a kid, we had a really great childhood and we were always complimented on being, you know, well-behaved, well-spoken, well-dressed, you're a good kid, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're funny, and you start feeling really good about yourself. Then you get the other kids that are you can't do anything right. You're ugly. Your clothes are dirty. We don't like you. And you get bullied. And so their emotions are different inside of them. And then based on those experiences and the emotional component that's part of that, we move through life, first of all, looking at ourselves in that lens that other people put on us and then making decisions based on that. And it's all very unconscious, but if we can bring the emotions to the surface and we can face the emotions and we can allow them to be there, we can allow ourselves to express them in a way that doesn't hurt other people, then we get to have a lot more insight into who we are and we get to decide what kind of emotions we want to keep 
to continue to bring in and the ones that we want to release that aren't serving us anymore. And so that whole process of becoming unshakable really starts with understanding what are my emotions? Where did they come from? Why do I feel this way? What triggers me? What is it about that that upsets me? And is that mine or did I just take it on? And is that true? Do I really need to believe that anymore? Mm -hmm. And if I don't, how do I let it go? Mm -hmm. Right? Because sometimes those emotions are so engraved in us or ingrained in us that it's really hard to let them go. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of self-doubt creeps in when people are told things by different people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So what's, what's your process of working with people, Margaret, like when, when someone comes to you, let's say as a grieving uh, mom, for instance, what's your process? So initially I would just, I would have a, a call with them just to see if we are a good fit. For me, it's really, really important that the person that I'm coaching, I feel comfortable with them. They feel comfortable with me because coaching is all about trust. And within the coaching dynamic, there has to be a really safe space where people feel free to express themselves and be vulnerable because in the vulnerability become comes growth. And so we do a lot of, we'll have a conversation. We'll talk about where they're coming from, what they're looking for. And I really want to make sure that people who are coming to me for coaching are ready for coaching, that are ready to peel the onion back to dig into the emotions that are there, to dive into themselves and really look inside to create what it is that they want in their life. Because when we're coaching, we're looking at moving forward. It's not that we don't deal with the past. We do deal with the past. But the idea of dealing with the past is to provide awareness for them to then move forward with what it is that they want to do. What kind of question would you ask somebody to know if they're ready to move forward. Because when I had a grief counselor, grief uh, psychiatrist, not or psychotherapist mm-hmm. initially who helped me, I wasn't ready and I didn't know that. I thought, oh no, I'm fine. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't as it turns out. Well, I think that when you're having the conversation with people, it's not just one question that would answer that. It's how often are they talking about moving forward versus reflecting on the past. How much is coming up that it's like it to me, oh, it's really hard to explain what the indicators are for me because it really comes down to a feeling. I'm very intuitive and it's like, I just don't sense that they're quite ready. They're quite there yet. A lot of people who do come to me are like, okay, I'm done. I can't live like this anymore. And I think for me, that indicates that they're at that point where they're like, okay, it's a breaking point for me. I can't live here anymore. I can't be in this way of being anymore. I want to move forward. I've made the initiation to reach out to have some help. What happened? I think for a lot of people, sometimes they come to me a little too early mm-hmm. in the grieving process. Now, grief, your grief process and grief journey is very unique and individual to the person. Some people can move forward faster than others. Others need a bit more time. And so wherever people are in that grief journey, it comes down to, okay, when did it happen? What, what does your life look like right now? What are your concerns right now? Right. And what are you looking to, I asked them, what are you looking to get out of coaching? What are your goals? Right. And if their goals are, I just want to forget it all happened. And I just, okay, no, (laughs) we need to address that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it comes down to what kind of connection we have and if they're ready, 
as far as, yes, I want to move forward. Yes, I'm willing to dive into it. And I often will ask them, like, what have you already done to start that process? Am I your first call or have you already, you know, what other avenues have you already exhausted or tried? And that's a big question too, is what have you already tried that's not working for you? Or have you tried anything? Yeah, right? that, those are those are really good questions to feel out mm -hmm. where or how you, and if you can help them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even then after, like if we have a really good compatibility, sometimes we get into coaching and it's like, I think we need to, you know, sometimes they'll actually be seeing a therapist, like a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, as well as seeing me because we give them different things, right? And things. it works really well in tandem for a lot of people because they, they get one thing from their therapist and one thing from me, which work really well together to move them forward. But coaching tends to be something you would use a little bit further down the line because we do dig deep into emotional component. I need to know that the person that I'm working with is ready to go there. And I think that's really the, the deciding factor is if they're ready and willing to go into more of the emotional stuff, then they're ready to be working with me for coaching. Okay. That's good to know. What kind of advice would you give somebody in terms of finding a coach that like maybe it's a life empowerment coach or a grief coach, what, what recommendations would you give to people? <clears throat> Coaching is a really personal relationship and it's a personal preference. Some people like to have someone who is really straightforward, give it to me straight, you know, do you, it, it becomes a personality match, right? And it's how comfortable are you with me? And when you're doing your research, it depends what's important to you as a person, right? Do you want someone who's similar to you, who has similar belief systems that you do, who has similar approaches to life and values that you have? Or are you looking for someone who's got like certifications up the wazoo because certifications are really important to you? So understanding what's important to you in a coach is really important. You can do a lot of research online. The International Coaching Federation is a great resource for people who are looking for coaches because they, everyone that's in their roster has been certified either through their program or through other programs, but they have a certification component to their membership on that site. So if you are looking for someone specifically who has been received certification, the International Coaching Federation or ICF is a good spot to, to start. Also talk to your friends, talk to people that you know who've participated in coaching before, get their opinions about the people that they've worked with. It's just do your own due diligence. It's like if you were looking for a doctor, well, these days it's like whatever you can get, but coaches, <laughs> there's a lot of coaches out there and they all offer something different. And it's all a reflection of our personality, right? I coach, I'm a grief coach. I know a number of different grief coaches and we all coach differently. So sometimes it let me do a session with you and see if we're a good fit, if your style works for me. And same for the coach, like let's make sure that you're receptive to my coaching style. Let's make sure we're a good fit. I am more than happy to refer someone to somebody else if I'm not a good fit. I would rather they get the help that they need and the coaching that they deserve with someone who is a better fit for them than if they stay with me. But yeah, it's all about due diligence. And then be ask, go to the session with questions, you know, with your introductory call with your coach. Have, mm -hmm. have a bunch of questions that are important to you and see how they answer. How, how many sessions do people typically purchase at one time? Like, is it a pack of three, five, 10, a year, half a year? How does it work? 
Again, every coach is different. For me, I start with three-month packages because I'm a firm believer that coaching, you can't, you can get many benefits out of small, like out of one-off coaching sessions. You can get some serious benefit, but if you want to see real growth and progress in both within yourself and your life, a minimum of three months is where I start because it's coaching sessions every week. We build on what we learn. And also you don't know what's going to come up over that time that maybe one week we had wanted to talk about something and something else is more pressing. So it gives us that room to address things that come up as well. But yeah, coaching, I, for me, it's a, we started with a three month package and we go up from there. And so if people wanted to check out who you are and, and testimonials and things like that, Margaret, where would people go? You can visit me on my website. There's a whole bunch of information there. And that's at www.evolvecoaching.com. So um, E-V-O-L-V dot com. There is no E on the evolve. So it'll lead you somewhere else. But yes, they can check me out there. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. But yes, if they're looking for testimonials and a little bit more about me and biography, things that I've done, podcasts I've been on, articles I've written, courses that I offer, it's all on my website. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about you, Margaret, and I'm going to do my due diligence. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously in the, in my own process and, and I'm almost done my book and I'm writing about um, uh, growing through grief, as you know, and reflecting on life. And I think that I'm at that point in, as we discussed earlier, like just really discovery of who I am Mm -hmm. and taking the time that I need to take to understand me better. Yeah. And as I shared, like I, I just got back to work and back to my businesses and go, 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 do, do, do sell, sell, sell thinking that, that, that I was moving forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to learn more about your coaching. And mm-hmm. I think that this is a good, a good starting point to introduce you to other people as well. And I think that, you know, based off of my feeling for you and how I, uh, how we met and meeting at the women's show as well, like you do have a lot to offer women and moms and daughters. And I'm very proud of the work that you are doing and sharing. Like, I think it's very valid in today's world where there's a lot of lost women, a lot of lost people really and mm-hmm. um and where do they go for help you know i think you'd yeah. be a great great place to go to well thank you very much <laughs> yeah all right is there any last words that you'd like to share margaret any kind of uh, a quote that you like or a motto that you've like to follow or advice that that you've taken that's worked for you um I always, I usually end a lot of what I write and a lot of what I talk about with you're worth it. And I think so many women out there, we put everyone else ahead of ourselves. And when it comes to grief, we are a martyr. I know I was when I lost my son, it was like, he he was a twin. So I had to be the mom to my daughter who survived and didn't have time to grieve and didn't have time to focus on myself. And I think a lot of us go into murder, survival, take care, um, nurturing mode when we're in deep grief and we forget about ourselves. 
And then, you know, it's years down the road where all of a sudden, you know, kids have grown up or life isn't quite as busy and we don't have to nurture quite so much. And we realize that it's still there and we need to, we need to address it. And it's scary. It's really scary to face those uncomfortable emotions. People tell me, you know, I'm afraid to start, if I start to cry, I'll never stop. I'm afraid if I get lash out because I'm angry that I might hurt someone. And so within the coaching space, it's a very safe space to do that. Um, But I would, I would, my recommendation is just to remember that you're worth it. You are worth it. When you talk about self-care and you talk about looking after yourself, you are putting other people first by putting yourself first, because then you can be the best person that you can be. And grieving and moving forward with grief doesn't mean that you forget. Mm-hmm. It means that you figure out how to move forward and bring the good stuff with you and leave the things that aren't serving you anymore behind. That would That's a lot more than just a quote. But. No, I, I love that. It came full circle and you've summed that up really nicely, uh, Margaret. And it's so true. Like we, as women, we have so much on our plate with taking care of the other children mm-hmm. and our husbands if we or our partners. Mm-hmm. And then our work partners and our businesses, there's so much going on. And sometimes you just want to scream, stop the madness, mm-hmm. stop that monkey wheel or that, that hamster wheel and, and just take time for yourself. And I think that a lot of us are hard on ourselves and we just think that we can get back to work and everything will work itself out. And then you realize like, no, it, I really need to address this. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, Margaret, you're my new best friend. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be chatting some more, I'm sure. Sounds Um, good. Thank you again for doing this today. I know that both have people that we care about and and that we want to take care of and including ourselves and taking this time today was really important. I'm sure we could we could go even deeper, but it's it's a start. Definitely. Definitely. Happy to chat anytime. All right. Thanks a lot, Margaret. Thanks. And bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Healthier You, Little by Little. Do you have a question about something you heard today? An idea for a topic, perhaps? Or would you like to reach out to Cindy? Send her an email, coachcindylittle at gmail.com. Or visit her website at healthtowealth.ca. That's health2wealth.ca. Or you can find Cindy on LinkedIn or Facebook as Cindy Little. Once again, thanks for listening.